forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Scary, Scary stories, stories to, to tell, tell on the pod. pod. Wow. You know what? I think well, we're, we're already off to a good start. And Skelly Tatelli, <laughs> and you best know how, a tell on the pod. That's going to be the name. I think that's actually a great introduction, Anna, because if you're just listening for the first time, this is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, and spooky things you tell us about, but it is a comedy podcast. It's a chatty podcast. Anna and I are dear old friends and comedians. We're easily terrified, and we're just here to tell you some creepy, funny stuff and laugh about it. That's all we're here to tell you. Um, Yeah, we. it's not a very well-researched podcast, so if you're like in a car with someone that you respect and you're looking to listen to something smart, mm-hmm. it might not be this, but if you're like walking your dog or, um, you know, cutting vegetables, um, I, it's really good for cutting things. I think. Yes. Cause nothing, we're never going to shock you. We're never going to surprise you. Um, no. also a good activity for, um, sort of mindless, busy holiday work, wrapping presents, polishing nutcrackers, those sort of things. Yeah, I've I've never worked out to our own podcast, but maybe that if you're like <laughs> doing push-ups and you want to feel better than someone, just think of us and our weak arms. Oh, you're instantly better than us right now. Oh, it happened. So, Anna, it's the holidays. It is the holidays. Uh, there's no way around it. There's just no way around it. We here on the pod know that spooky isn't seasonal, so we're forging full steam ahead with creepy spooky stuff amidst twinkling string lights. And Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, it's happening. Um, the As soon as the election results were called, I saw Christmas trees in my neighborhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just, we're grabbing Christmas. Yeah, people were like, I deserve it this year. Um, and since today is a Wednesday, Anna. It is. And since on Wednesdays we typically do urban legends as they are urban legisodes. Yes. Uh, Anna, I have chosen... A frightening figure of Yule time lore <gasps> oh. that I would like to share with you today. Please do. Uh, so the figure in question's name is Frau Perchte or Berchte or Bertha. There's a lot of – it kind of depends on where you are. Yes. Um, I have, the references I'm drawing from are from the Matador Network, an article by Alex Bressler. Uh, a website called Burrows of the Dead, which was very funny and charming, which I recommend checking out. And, of course, our favorite book, Wikipedia. Yes. So here we go, Anna, because, listen, we've we've been through Krampus. We've talked about Mary Lude. We've talked about um, the Yule Cat, the, the Yule Lads, Grilla, the Yule Witch. Yes. But here's a lesser-known one, but one that I find very fascinating. Uh, so – Frau Perchte is said to prowl the Alps during the 12 days of Christmas. On the last night, the eve of the Epiphany, typically that's January 6th, she creeps into homes to leave silver coins in good children's shoes and slits the stomach of the naughties, (gasps) particularly lazy children and adults. What a binary. Are you ready for this? I don't know. She then replaces their insides with straw, 
stones, and garbage. <laughs> what the hell is going on, Frau Perkta? Frau Perkta went hard. This is this is a um it's beginning to look a lot like Chris, ma'am. That's what this one is. <laughs> oh, good one, Andrew. Thank I you wasn't very much. expecting the ma'am. This is a big time a Yuletide ma'am. This is <laughs> The, the, on the feast of the Epiphany, and the Epiphany is Frau Perkta is a lot. <laughs> I mean, it just gets crazier and crazier. Okay, so uh, descriptions of Frau Perkta vary. Once believed to be a goddess, she's often depicted as both tall and womanly, and grotesque and demonic, um, with features like horns, an enlarged foot, and a beak for a nose. Um, okay. In some stories. She switches between two forms, either being a like glorious goddess of light or um, a sort of grotesque woman, uh, often, often wearing rags and using a cane, and she has glittering eyes. Um, Jacob Grimm of the Brothers Grimm fame popularized the legend of Frau Perkta in a 19th century uh, story, which linked back to the 10th century lore around the character. Um, so that's the background. I find the etymology of her name kind of interesting. So her name literally means the bright one, um, which probably refers to her association with the Feast of Epiphany. Um, but also there is some speculation that her name might stem from the old high German word Pergen, which means hidden or covered. Uh, miscovered, (laughs) little miscovered. Uh, that's most of my friends in middle school. Oh, this is me. (laughs) So here's the issue with Frau Perkta. Here's how you get in her good graces and here's how you, um, get your stomach slid open. Andrew, people need to know this because the, 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 the absolute spectrum, the one side and the other of this Frau Perkta person is crazy. Like you need to know what not to talk about, what not to do. So, okay. If you're a kid, here's what you got to know. You got to not be lazy. You got to do your chores. Um, you have to eat the traditional meal of gruel on Christmas. If she finds you not eating that, she's going to slit your stomach open. That is such an unbelievable overreaction. <laughs> no, I don't even know where to start. I'm sorry. I can't get past it. This is insane. Yeah. Um, if you are a head of a household, if she finds that your house is messy around Christmas time, she's going to slit your stomach open. If, if you are a mother or a wife and you're just getting some loom work done, if you are getting some spinning work done, um, maybe you have some flax that needs to be spun. You're going to get your stomach split open. Why? She just, she wants everything her way at Christmas time. That's what she wants. So. Hold on. I'm sorry. You're yeah. not supposed to do any loom worker on Christmas. I guess the thing is you're supposed to have it all done by Christmas. Okay. This uh, is the most German ghost I've ever heard. <laughs> Continue. And that's saying a lot. Cause there are a lot of very German ghosts. There's a lot. Um, another thing she does. So she has, um, an army of lost souls and demons called Perchten. And uh, around the 12 days of Christmas, she and her Perkton fly around the Alps. Um, They're searching out for kids who have not been baptized. If you've not been baptized, you're getting your stomach split open. 
No. She's kind of just a Catholic mom from Long Island. <laughs> oh, they got married? They didn't. Okay. Well, is the baby getting christened? Well, She's not. I'm, I'm splitting a stomach open. No, uh, I'm sorry. I That's what I do. You know that that's what I do. Ask Jean. <laughs> Jean knows that that's what I do. In fact, uh, if you hear thunder snow, like uh, thunder during a snowstorm in the Alps at Christmas time, that is Frau Perkta and her Perktons. Uh, it's often called the Wild Hunt. There is also a male equivalent of the Wild Hunt, but this is the goddess version of the Wild Hunt, um, okay. which again is searching out children who have not been baptized, which I'm kind of like, oh my God. you need to decide, like, are we sending the kids to purgatory or limbo or are we getting their stomachs slit open on earth? You know, like Frau Perkta needs to cross reference with St. Peter, you know? This is o- absolute overkill. <laughs> it's also like, you can't, have you can't culturally have a a a ghost that is killing non-christians in germany you can't <laughs> it's i'm oh. not being disrespectful i'm saying you got to watch your vibe i didn't even put that together well this is what's wild anna is that the the tying of her to pre-christian goddesses there's there are two or maybe one goddesses named frisia and frigg who are <laughs> Tag yourself. Tag yourself. <laughs> Those are, you are the Frigia two genders. Or are you Frig? Um, Buddy, this is a podcast hosted by two Frigs. <laughs> <laughs> the balance is off. Um, yeah, so Frisian and Frig are either the same person or like twin sisters who are uh, like the dual versions of one person. Um, but they are goddesses of spinning in the loom. So like that's kind of their thing, which also feels very Berkta. But this whole idea about searching out unbaptized children is very confusing. Um, or I guess typically – so they're saying unchristened, which I think is the same thing, right? Sure. Or uh, like they don't have names yet? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do any nuns listen to this? Could they fill us in? Or they have to. They got it. What uh, else are they doing? Okay. So alternatively, Perkta, if she's appearing in her beautiful goddess form – Literally, her name is just Holly, <laughs> which oh. I kind of like. Um, I kind of like it too. Yeah. Are you having a Perkta Christmas or are you having a Holly Christmas? So Holly is – that's the sort of like glittering bright goddess and she rewards good children with coins at Christmas time. Um, and a lot of it is just like you're just expected to leave a bowl of gruel out for uh, Frau Perkta. And you can avoid a lot of this, it seems, if you give her something to eat. So you can be lazy and on the loom. Yeah. But if you give her gruel, you're square. You can be a purgatory-bound, unbaptized child. But if you leave that gruel out, you're not going to get your, your stomach slit. This this is a story about preparation. Yes. And Christmas is all about preparing. Okay. This is also a little confusing to me. Um it says here that Perkta is Holda's southern cousin, which I don't know what that means, um, as they both share the role of guardian of the beasts and appear during the 12 days of Christmas, uh, which maybe that has to do with the manger animals. Wait, say that again. So they... I'm guessing I'm guessing that that Holda is another Perkta-esque. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's an alternate like usage of Holly. Anyway, the Wikipedia is a little confusing here. Um, But she is described as the guardian of the beasts during the 12 days of Christmas, 
which I'm just wondering okay. if that has to do with like the manger animals, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, you got to feed your animals maybe some gruel too around Christmas just to be friendly. The, the people I've known who act the way that Perkta does are always animal people. That's true. So this doesn't surprise me at all. Isn't that a shame? I I think it's no, I think it's nice. Like you have to have an in with these people. Yeah, okay. Like if they're sense. like are you baptized? Yes or no? And also if you're not prepared I'm going to kill you. But like if you get them talking about rescue cats, they're just going to go off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Perked is definitely into rescue cats. You know they they cut off one of the tips of the ears so you know that they're already spayed so you don't try to spay them again. Cuz you cut them open and there's nothing there, then you're just, you know. And it, it's like, "Excuse me?" <laughs> If you don't like cats and you only like dogs, you're a weak person who needs constant self-appraisal. It's for adult babies. Yeah, and I get it. And I am one, and I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, Anna, this is my hot take about Frau Perkta. Go off. I have a suspicion, due to this overlap with the Brothers Grimm, that Frau Perkta is kind of an is kind of analogous to Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty interesting because of the horns which okay so we're talking horns we're talking spinning needles and looms Mm -hmm. having a lot Mm -hmm. of possession over those things um we're talking a shapeshifter we're talking um kind of like uh bird imagery crows beaks that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um we're also talking very fastidious about party decorum like, sure. Are you being invited? Aren't you being invited? Are you baptized? Are you not? Are you having gruel? Is your house clean? Like <laughs> it just feels it just feels Ugh. very comparable to me. I, I'm not saying they're the same person. I'm saying that if they were standing next to each other in line to vote or something, they would strike up an interesting conversation. They would. They would be like, we get along so well that I don't fully trust what's happening. <laughs> and then they wouldn't and never talk again. <laughs> I'm curious though about I need to look up the um the Grimm's fairy tale involving Perkta. I feel it will I feel it will probably be a kind of standard like like maybe good kid, bad kid, Perkta's coming, one gets stomach slit open, one gets a gold coin. It's just too much. I mean, look, here's the thing. I do think that because of COVID, Perkta is gonna take the year off. Yeah. Because she's going into a lot of people's houses. She's interacting with kids, which you can't touch. You can't trust them to not touch their masks. And Oh, no. That's the whole thing. Kids tend to be super spreaders, even to Perkta. We know it. Even to Perkta. She's an older woman. She works a lot. Um, and I just think in general, people need a break. Yeah. And, and you know what? I appreciate that about Frau Perkta. And I do think, like, I feel like. I feel like Krampus might still be trying to be like, no, I'm everything's the same. They are they're depending on me. Oh yeah. But Perk Krampus does, is like, I'm never taking a vaccine. <laughs> I don't trust it. Perk is like, I'm gonna there are a lot of unbaptized kids this year. It's too much. Who had it's who had the time and wherewithal to go get their kid baptized? Yeah, I think right after they like shut down indoor dining in Ohio, they will also <laughs> shut down all the stomach slitting and <laughs> coin shoes. I, this is another thing I just want to point out. Perkta is a, is a person who is dressed in all rags going around, going into people's homes being like, no, not clean enough. 
which I'm like, then Perkta, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, help. Help, help Perkta. Or maybe dress a little nicer. You know, like, is that not part of the Christmas tradition? I know. It's a whole thing. I've, it's a lot of pain all around. Um, that being said, she is of the of the uh, Yuletide frightening figures that we have covered thus far in this podcast. I would say that she's certainly the one I would most likely have lunch with. Definitely. Um, what's scary to you about Frau Perkta? Um, well, I think it's that she incorporates some of the more slashery qualities in folklore. Like, there's nothing vague about what she's doing. She's literally disemboweling you and filling you with trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, we haven't really talked about the trash part really of this. That's very trash. funny. Because that, I guess it's like, you know what it, it feels like? She's like, oh, you're not going to eat gruel at Christmas? You're just going to eat junk? Well, I'm going to fill your the whole body with junk. This is what you do when you eat anything with a shelf life. <laughs> uh, Frau Perkta's Jillian Michaels. <laughs> that, wow. Casting. Um, I used to be fat. And now I act like this. <laughs> How Frau about- Perkta's definitely a thin woman who used to be fat. I and will she say. she talks vibe, about it all the time. The vibe is definitely that. Right. And a lot of things about like, no, I, like whenever she sees a dessert tray, she's like, wow, what, you know, back in my old days, I would be so excited to see that. But now I feel nothing. And it's like, well, you don't get uh, points for being unhappy. You know, you don't. Andrew, say it again. You don't get points for being unhappy. Boom. Uh, Unbelievable. Thank you. Anna, what what strikes you most about Frau Perkta? What scares you or what what is just intriguing? Yeah, definitely someone slashing open the bellies of children feels like um like maybe there is a better way to handle whatever problem came up. Yeah. Um and yeah, the unbaptized baby thing freaks me out. I was an unbaptized baby for a little bit. Sure. Um I'm the product of an interfaith um marriage and um my mom did bring home a small amount of holy water and baptize me herself, but I think I don't think that would have been okay for Frau Perkta. Um, <laughs> I think she would have given you like maybe a little nick. I think she would have like just stabbed me once and stuck like a Doritos wrapper in just like one part of me. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining Frau Perkta. Anna, do you ever watch Dance Moms? Yes. So there is kind of an Abby Lee Miller energy. Yes. Which is kind of like, I'm trying to help you. Like, like I feel, yeah. yeah. Having too high of expectations of children, it's not going to work out. It's not. And you can't. They don't know anything. And, and also it's like, you can't then punt. Like, I feel like what Frau Perkta would do is then be super mad at the parent and be like, but talking about the kid in a demeaning way to the parent, which is like, this is not helping anything. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I have to say, I think people who get in lots of fights it points to someone who's maybe they don't, they just don't have tools, you know? Yeah. that's And it sounds like Frau Perkta doesn't have a lot of tools. I agree. I, Chris, we used to work at the Apple store and um, they talk a lot about when people are very upset that uh, the thing you should do is be like, I definitely understand how you're feeling right now. Like to start with that and be like, let's try to figure this, let's try to figure this out together. Um, and it kind of feels like maybe that maybe Frau Perkta needs someone to be like, 
hey, I can tell that you have a lot of big feelings about Christmas. And um, <laughs> and and I'm wondering, maybe let's try to figure together out how to make you not upset. Maybe we should do some on the job, like Perkta training. <laughs> like, okay, Andrew, I'm casting you as Frau Perkta. Yeah. My next question was, who would you cast? But I guess it's you. And um, uh, so I'll be an unbaptized child who uh, has not left you gruel. Great. Okay, and I'm going to try to model some of the behaviors that I think might be helpful for Frau Perkta. Yep. And Andrew's going to try to model some of the things that might come up. Great. Okay. Happy epiphany. I'm going to slit your stomach open and fill you with trash. Hi. Um. Thanks so much for coming by. Um. Do you, I'm so sorry. I totally spaced. You know how it goes with the holidays. Um. Would you like some gruel? Well, I would, but you didn't leave any out for me. And you know the rules, so now I got to kill you. Oh, no, no, no. I, I completely understand why you'd be upset. I would be upset, too, if I was expecting Grill and didn't get it. I mean, hello, hangry much? Um, okay, well, I, I've also noticed that you're not baptized, which is another reason to slit your stomach open. Well, I can see where you're coming from. Absolutely trust me on that. Um, but that's because my family, we're, um, we're agnostic. Oh. And... But we still love Christmas. We love Yule. Well, it also, your bedroom looks sloppy. That's also cause for stomach slitting. You know what? You're right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, you know, but Anna, even in role play, I felt my own blood pressure decreasing because of those tools. So thank you. Oh, my God. I, I worked in hotels and I was not good at it, but it felt good to pretend to be good at it. So, again, guys, if that does come up with Frau Perkta, just try to remember, like, repeat the problem to her. Yeah. Um, Remind her why some people aren't baptized. That is important. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't know. Yeah. it's. I mean, it also is funny to have a witch character care about baptism. You know? Yeah. It really, in these stories, women are just portrayed as like so fussy. They have such, like a woman with preferences is a witch automatically. Wow. You know what I do? I'm coming around on Frau Perkta. I think that she has really clear barriers for like behavior that she will and won't accept. And I, that's, I'm glad you brought that up, Anna. Because I think, again, this is another hot take. I have no um, scholastic background to beef up this argument, but I do feel like I feel like there's a lot of dog whistling in this story about um, uh, phobias surrounding mother-in-laws, mother's-in-law. Interesting. Say more. It's like a person who's coming every Christmas who doesn't (laughs) like how you're doing things and has very high expectations and wants the kids to be treated in a certain way, wants herself to be treated in a certain way. Um and then and then when christmas is over it just disappears and is gone wow you really hit the nail on the ma'am thank you yeah and we got it listen mother mother-in-laws i don't know how to pluralize that mothers-in-law i think it's mothers-in-laws oh there we go <laughs> it's mother-in-law you put mother-in-law which is the sequel to throw mama from the train yeah mother-in-law um yeah, yeah i i feel like Especially around Christmas in a lot of holiday media, the in-laws are often portrayed as being villainous or or at best obstacles. Um, 
And sometimes, yeah, they're always wearing a coat and sort of being like, now. Yes, exactly. That is the, that's the entire gist. But as Anna demonstrated before in that Frau Perkta role play, again, art- helping your in-laws articulate what is making them unhappy, whether it's the temperature, whether it's how much salt's in something, et cetera. Um, put yourself on the same team as them. I feel like that's a very effective mm-hmm. uh, habit to have when you're entertaining company, which hopefully you aren't. Because yeah, we shouldn't be this, doing that. Yeah, we'll find you and we'll spank you on social media, which <laughs> we all know that sort of loose blanket shaming is the best way to keep um, vulnerable workers alive. Exactly. So exactly. Keep it going. <laughs> I, um, that is, to me, that's the modern day holiday gremlin. You know what? Not all the babies are going to be baptized. Not all the babies are going to be baptized, which, you know, I think is such a... That's such a helpful mantra to repeat this holiday. And that's that's just sort of a universal thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, yeah, when you're – if you're making hors d'oeuvres and the last couple ones come out sloppy and you're like, oh, should I just toss them? I think not every baby's going to get baptized. Put all the hors d'oeuvres in the plate. Yeah, like if you put on workout clothes and then sat on a couch and then it was the following day all of a sudden, <laughs> look, not every baby's going to be baptized. <laughs> That's very true. Sometimes the days change. Anna, That's not your fault. I'm enjoying that this that this episode has really transitioned quite tidily into just just vague holiday advice. Yeah. Well, this year we're making our own we're making our own holiday. We're redefining the script. Correct. So, I think any advice is good advice. Yeah, I'd love I'm just going to say this too. Something I'd love to get into is um making horrific gingerbread houses just like just going at it and just seeing what happens have you ever made one before i think i've i think i've gotten a kit before like i've sure i've definitely done the give up thing and like just use graham crackers and frosting um that's still you're building a house yeah if you're making a structure out of something that's been baked then i think that's fine you can live in that (laughs) You can. Uh, yeah. Does anyone have any good gingerbread houses they've made? Send send a pick in. We'd love to see it. Send them. picks. We got to look. Um, I, yeah. That's one of those activities that I'm like, I think I've done that before. And then you realize that you absolutely have not. And that's a thing that like TV families do. I will say the Warren brothers of, of Warren brother fame Ugh. on the pod. Um, always amazing gingerbread houses. Well, they're a TV family. <laughs> I Yeah. I was always so impressed. Um, yeah, we would, I would go over as a kid and we would all like design gingerbread men. I remember making a Mario one that I was very happy with. Oh, that's nice. That I think my mom kept in the freezer through my college years. So that's so scary. (laughs) I hope he didn't get consciousness. That's scarier than if it were like a fetus. (laughs) Like that I get. (laughs) Um, uh, Anna, thank you for letting me share this today. Oh my God. Andrew, thank you for letting you share this today. Uh, is it time for our favorite segment? Scary, oh, scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that, that can happen. happen. Yes, it is. Uh, and brother, I've got one. Oh, good. It's the middle of the night. And you hear a knock on your door and you get up and you open it 
And on the other side of the door, it's you opening the door, looking tired. And you say, what? And the other you says, what? And then you realize that you're a ghost. And then you kill you. (laughs) That That could happen. happen. That could happen. Sometimes you think you're you and other times you're a ghost and you are killing you. I've seen Interstellar. That could happen. Oh, my God. Don't make me have to know about Interstellar. I that won't. You can forget about it. Makes, I'm so sorry. I swear. <laughs> that makes me so confused. If it's space and it's alternate timelines, I can't do it. <laughs> um, and I just keep that in mind. Sometimes these we're just trying to prepare people. I think that's really good. Thank you. Um, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You want to do something a little bit different for your holiday dinner. And you've never made a ham before. It's just not a thing that's come up. Your family wasn't a ham family. You don't really know that you're a ham person. But it's showing up in a lot of the magazines. And Nigella Lawson did one. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to test run a ham. So you make the glaze. You buy a big spiral cut ham. Uh, you follow all the instructions, but at the end of the recipe that you found, that you printed off online on some website that now you can't find anymore, it says to recite some weird words over the ham. <laughs> and they're words you don't recognize. They kind of feel like they're like Latin words, but backwards. <laughs> and you're reciting these words, you're reciting them, you're like, I feel like this isn't necessary. Like, I feel like maybe I should just skip straight to the glaze. But as soon as you finish, the bone in the ham opens up into an eyeball. (gasps) And a mouth appears below the eyeball. And the mouth says, ham. That That could could happen. happen. Andrew. Listen. This is a a very, very good thing to make people aware of. (laughs) If your recipe includes an incantation, skip it. You don't have to do it. It's like if it tells you to buy sumac, like you don't need sumac. Just use lemon pepper like a normal person. Yeah. If you don't Don't. have parsley, don't get parsley for the recipe. (laughs) You don't have to. That's for the picture. No. No one's bullying you into getting parsley. You don't have to say the incantation. (laughs) And uh, this was a real fun one. This was a treat and a half. Um, listeners, please send in your holiday scary stories. We love it. And we're going to make our own holidays this year. Um, so send them to scarystorypod at gmail.com. Correct. Um, that's singular. And uh, you know what my favorite Christmas carol is, Anna? Oh, I know it too. Do you want to sing it together? Yeah. Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook 
at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. 